Lord Jesus, we ask that you would help us to understand this mystery, that you loved us enough to come to us at Christmas time. Lord, use your word to help us understand that. Pray this in your name. Amen. This evening I want to read you something that was written by a great 20th century theologian named Dr. Seuss from a book called On Beyond Zebra, and it's all about going beyond the confines of the 26-letter alphabet that we're used to. And it starts out, said Conrad Cornelius O'Donnell O'Dell, my very young friend who was learning to spell, A is for ape and B is for bear, C is for camel, H is for hare. On to Z is for zebra, I know them all well, said Conrad Cornelius O'Donnell O'Dell. From beginning to end, from the start to the close, for Z is as far as the alphabet goes. Then he almost fell flat on his face on the floor when I took up the chalk and drew one letter more, a letter he'd never dreamed of before. And I said, you can stop if you want with the Z, but not me. In the places I go, there are things that I see that I never could spell if I stopped with the Z. I'm telling you this because you're one of my friends. My alphabet starts where your alphabet ends. So on beyond zebra, explore like Columbus. Discover new letters like WAM is for Wumbus. So on beyond Z, it's high time you were shown that you really don't know all there is to be known. And then the book goes on with all kinds of new letters and creatures and concepts that you can spell if you go beyond the confines of our alphabet. And it strikes me that what that book is really about is Christmas. And you're wondering how on earth I came up with that. <laughs> Let me explain. When Jesus was born, it looked to most people in Israel like they had reached the end of their alphabet. At the time, Israel had been occupied for 500 years by a colonial army. It had been 400 years since there had been a prophet to speak God's word to the people. So basically, they'd gone 400 years without a sermon, which I know sounds like a good thing, <laughs> but they didn't like it. It seemed to them as if God had been silent that whole time. And as the New Testament begins, we focus on Joseph and his fiancée, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and they're poor as dirt, barely getting by, and the whole story ends with Mary, a teenage, temporarily homeless, unwed mother, who everyone thought was crazy because she kept saying that it was God who made her pregnant and nobody was buying that. And she ends up giving birth to her seemingly illegitimate son in a barn in an alley in the nowhere village of Bethlehem. It looked like they had reached the end of their alphabet. Absolutely no hope at all. But God had one letter more. He always does. Because that baby that was born in that barn was God himself coming to us in human form so that we could understand what he was really like and so that he could understand what our life was really like and so that he could bring us hope and joy. And to me, that's going on beyond zebra. Because that is not what people expect from a God back then or even today. In every other religion, the gods of all those religions don't do this. They stay up there somewhere safe away from all the problems and pain in the world. But the God who was revealed to us in Jesus loved us so much that he was inner, willing to enter the mess of our world and the mess of our lives so that he could bring us hope and bring us joy. 
And when he came, he didn't play by a special set of easier God rules. He played by the same harsh rules that we have to play by. In his life, Jesus experienced hunger, poverty, cold, everything that we face. And he did it because he loves us. And that's how much he wants to be with us. And not only does he want to be with us and enter our world, but better even yet, he comes to transform all of our suffering into joy. That's what Christmas is about. That first Christmas Eve was a very harsh, brutal reality. But now it's something that we look forward to all year. We get to celebrate it year after year. It's something of joy and hope because that's what God does. He enters the realities of our world and he transforms them into something good, something exciting. I know a woman named Carol who was a bit of a loner, didn't really have any friends. And to top it all off, two of her very best friends that she did have committed suicide within one year of each other. And she was just devastated by all this. So she started to pray, Jesus, if you're real, would you please use me to help prevent this from happening to someone else? Well, a few weeks later, Carol was making a routine phone call, and she ended up getting the wrong number. Got a woman on the East Coast. But instead of just hanging up like you normally do with the wrong number, she ended up talking to this woman. And at the end of the conversation, the woman from the East Coast said, hey, can we do this again? I like this. And Carol said, sure, why not? So they started talking to each other about once a week. And they talk about jobs, their hobbies, all kinds of things. Eventually, Carol started to talk about her faith in Jesus. Well, this went on for a year. Finally, Carol had a business trip back east. She decided to get together with this woman, who by now become a friend. They got together for dinner. And in the course of the conversation, this woman from the east coast told Carol that the night that Carol had dialed that wrong number, this woman had decided to kill herself. And she had driven to go jump off a bridge, but she ran out of gas on the way. So she ended up just having to go home, kind of disappointed. And that's when Carol called. And their weekly conversations gave this woman something to look forward to, and it kept her going. And as a result, she started to investigate who Jesus was, started to go to church, started to pray, and it felt to her like Jesus was a real person who actually cared about her life. She began to make friends at church. And all of that made her feel like she wasn't alone. That the God of the universe loved her very deeply and was interested in her life. And that she had a reason to be on this planet. And for the first time in years, she started to have joy. All of that from a wrong number. Who'd have figured, right? I mean, that's going on beyond the... I don't know about you, but a wrong number has never changed my life. But God took that wrong number and used it for good. Went beyond zebra, used it for good, did the unexpected. Not only to help this woman on the East Coast, but to help Carol, who was feeling destroyed because of the suicide of her two friends. And God answered her simple prayer, Lord, use me to keep this from happening to somebody else. That's Christmas. Christmas is when we think that we have come to the end of the alphabet, but God picks up the chalk and draws one letter more. And God does that not just when things are going horrible, not just when we're suffering. God even does that when things are going well, when we're sort of at the top of, our, of the world. I have a friend who's very successful in his career, makes good money, kind of at the top of the pyramid, which seems like everything you could want, right? Money, success, that's as far as our alphabet goes. But he began to wonder if there wasn't something more to life than just being successful and started to pray about that. And as he did, that was dangerous, shouldn't have done that. 
Because as he did, Jesus did what he always does. He draws one letter more with our lives. And my friend started to get these strange desires that he'd never had before to tutor at-risk kids through his church. And he couldn't resist the nudging, so he eventually started doing that. And now it is a bigger thrill to him than any success he's ever had. Because he gets to see God using him to make a difference in someone else's life. And he's making some good friends along the way as well. Jesus took him on beyond Zebra, even when things were going well. Because with God, there's always one letter more. I don't know where you're at this Christmas Eve. Maybe you are at the top of your game. Everything is just going perfectly. But maybe from time to time you wonder, isn't there just a little bit more to life? Or maybe you feel like you're at the end of your alphabet, that there's no hope at all because of some tragedy, some problem you have at work or a financial problem or a marriage that's on the rocks. Either way, good or bad, if you don't know Jesus, I would encourage you to get to know him so he can take you on beyond zebra. And it's easy to do. You just have to start talking to him. Say, Jesus, if you're there, help me know you. And if you want help in that, ask a friend or email me or give me a phone call. I'd love to talk to you. And if you do know Jesus, trust him as he takes you beyond your expectations and does more with your life than you ever could imagine. Christmas is God's way of showing us that he always has one letter more no matter what's going on in our life. And it's usually an unexpected thing, like God being born in a barn. So, to paraphrase Dr. Seuss, I'm telling you this because I consider you friends. God's alphabet starts where our alphabet ends. Or, to quote that other great 20th century theologian, Linus. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Lord Jesus, I ask that you'd please enter our lives. That you would take us beyond zebra, beyond our expectations so that we can know the abundant life that you came to give us. Ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.